Hello there, listeners. Welcome back to Podcast Demastered. Um, I'm here today with my good friends Ethan and Chelsea, um, and we're here to welcome you to November. As crazy as that sounds, um, we had a whole month of spooky episodes, um, and this month uh, we've delegated to um, a rather special um, thing, I think, for all of us. Um, but uh, this month will be particularly focused on Harry Potter. Um, so if if you're a Harry Potter fan, uh, great, hang on, because we've got we all sorts of fun episodes um, planned around that. If you're not a fan of Harry Potter, um, still keep listening, and maybe we can change your mind, or maybe we'll hit upon something that you can still uh, agree to or talk about. Or you can come so, back in December. Or you can come back in December. That's fine too. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just just give it a chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, let's see. Where to start with Harry Potter? Uh, there's so much to talk about, really. Um, you know, there's always the books, of course. There's the movies, the video games, the music, the moments, the characters. There's just so much. Um, but today, we just kind of want to walk you all through how we feel about the series um, and some of our favorites within. Um, I know that for me, I started reading Harry Potter somewhere in the third, second grade, like whenever they were first coming out. I think the maybe the first three books might have been out uh, when I started getting into Harry Potter. What about you two? Well, I would uh... say. Oh. <laughs> now, Chelsea, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do math in my head real quick. So, you can go. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard to remember the exact moment. I was going to say it was probably around the third grade as well. That's what I remember. Really getting into the series and then reading them. And then my mom would have to read it when I was asleep because she wanted to read it at the same time I was reading them. Well, that must have been nice. Yeah. It's a whole was, family thing. I was going to ask if, if you all actually had any problems wanting to read the Harry Potter series. Uh, like, well... I'm trying to, I think, okay, so when I started, when I started the series, I want to say Goblet of Fire may have already just came out, and, uh, because there was a little bit of a gap from that one to Order of the Phoenix, and I actually remember my sister going to the, like, I think midnight release of Order of the Phoenix, because mm -hmm. we were all, like, by that point, we were Myself, my sister, and my mom were all pretty well hooked on the uh, series. I actually got started with uh, Harry Potter in uh, in school, uh, like suspension. Like I don't, I don't know, I don't remember why I was in in school suspension. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, I know. There, I was like, I wanted to know more. <laughs> there's, there's, there's dozens of reasons it could have been. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was. A, it was an often occurrence, so I can't really remember exactly. But anyways, I had like a week of just basically sitting in detention during school. And within that week, like the first like two days, I finished all of my like coursework for the whole week. You know, the teachers like have a kid send down all the all your work for the week. And I did it all because I wasn't like a dumb kid. I just was I didn't apply myself and I was like a joker in class. But anyways, <laughs> So I had to fill out the rest of my time, like the other like three days with just like, it was kind of like study hall. You know, I either would just like s sleep on my desk or there was like a bookshelf in the back of the room 
And another one had like four books on it. It was like the dictionary, um, you know, of mice and men or some, you know, some like schoolroom classic. And then there was Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I was like, oh, I'll just read this. It looks pretty short. It's at least like fantasy, which I like. And I finished the book during that stint of in-school suspension. And I remember telling my sister about the book series. And then she started like reading them. And then we got the books for like Christmas, like the Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban. Read all those. And then we tried to get my mom into it. And she's like, no, it's a kid's book. I don't get, you know, I don't care. Yada, yada, yada. Finally convinced her. And then she like blasted through the series. And then we all... They, my mom and sister always read the books first after we were all kind of hooked because mm-hmm. they would read them, you know, much quicker than I did. Like, my sister's five years older than me, so I kind of was, like, bottom of the pecking order when it came to <laughs> uh, when it came to reading. So my, my mm-hmm. mom would read the book, and then my sister would read it, or, or, you know, vice versa, and then I'd finally get a copy. And when it came to Goblet of Fire, it took me so long to actually read that book because it's quite a bit different in terms of the writing and then also just the length. You know, the first three books are pretty small. They're like two, three hundred pages and pretty easy, uh, an easy read, very kid friendly, I guess. And then Goblet of Fire, like it's not it's not vastly different, but it's a little bit more dense for and sure. for me, at that time, it was so boring to read. I was so bored. And I, like, stopped, like, halfway. I think I think I got to, like, the Yule Ball. And I was like, I'm done with this book. And I, like, set it <laughs> no. aside. I set it aside for, like, maybe, like, eight months or something like that. Like, oh I came back gosh. to it, like, maybe, like, almost, not quite a year later, but, like, a while later. Because I want to say, like, Order of the Phoenix was announced. And I was like, ooh, you know, that's that's really cool. This excites me. I'm, like, hooked again. So I went back, and I just kind of, like, pushed through Goblet of Fire. And once it got to, like, I would say the, the, the last third of the book was pretty, you know, pretty exciting. A lot of, a lot of big things happened, obviously. <laughs> but the, mm-hmm. as a kid, like, reading that first, that first third, I was just like, Jesus Christ, I don't care about any of this. This is so, <laughs> this is so boring to me. So, but that's kind of like how I remember uh, latching on to the series was being in uh, being in detention. <laughs> so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I remember uh, like with a lot of my other nerdy stuff, um, I had a friend who got me into it. Uh, but unfortunately, my parents were the very like. Um, they were the ones who were saying, oh, Harry Potter is like the devil. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had a, yeah. So if you all remember, like, turning on the mm-hmm. news and stuff and having to hear about that all the time. And my family family's, was very religious at the time. Um, so they cared a lot. <laughs> Even though I was like, like, you have to at least, like, read it. You know, like, it's not it has nothing to do with the devil. It's not like black magic or anything, but they, they didn't really care. Um, so I just, I would just get them from the library and read them at school. I could keep them in my desk and just read them at school for a while. Um, but then 
I can't remember, like, right when the fifth book came out, I think, my grandma actually bought it for me. And she, like, wrote a sweet little note in it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, in the on the front little, like, uh, front little page there. Um, letting her know, like, letting me know that, like, it was okay to read what I wanted to read because it wasn't anybody else's business kind of thing. <laughs> it's okay if you like devil worship. You know, no, we'll st- no, we'll she, still love you. She, she understood what it like, what it actually was. Um, so I think with my grandma's help, like my mom got over it. Um, because at that point I was going to read what I wanted anyway, cause I was getting older. So, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I never really had any of those uh, concerns uh, within my family. Like, there's a, there's like a uh, an aunt further down the pipeline that was very much like adamantly against Harry Potter, but she's against most things that are good. So <laughs> right. we kind of don't really take her opinion with any with any seriousness. So. Like my my uh, my immediate like family or whatever didn't like they don't have they didn't have filters for stuff like that mm-hmm. not that harry potter needed filtered but <laughs> even if it was right. devil worship they wouldn't care i guess is what my point is <laughs> i mean yeah it's definitely a series that does get darker and everything and i know that you know i've mentioned before and like previous episodes that i wasn't allowed to watch like pg-13 movies or anything until i was 13 but when it came to reading and everything it was fine i mean because my parents trusted me to believe that you know it was fictional and wasn't devil worshiping and stuff anyway and my mom got into them my dad did and my sisters eventually got into the books but i do remember uh reading goblet of fire and i think my mom actually read ahead of me on that one and then she just remembered like tell i just remember her telling me you know just be aware things get a little creepy at the end and i'm like okay so she's like (laughs) don't read at night i'm like okay don't read at (laughs) night it's fine (laughs) yeah like don't read late at night (laughs) Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was all good though. I mean, I mean, for, to be fair, like the fourth book was kind of when it hit that point of like changing. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there was we'll definitely a that. Yeah, that was a tonal change for sure for the series. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved that myself. Um, well, it makes sense because the characters are getting older. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the whole everything has to kind of. Everything's got to go around with it, yeah. 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 Has anyone has anyone uh, read the series multiple times? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, I have not. I read them at you know I. Well, the first four I didn't read as they came out, but after that I read them as they came out, and I haven't touched them since. So that means, I guess the last one came out in two thousand seven, and haven't haven't gone back to it since. Man, that is crazy. I've never reread a book. Yeah. I just, I never, uh, the only book I've ever reread was the, uh, the Hobbit. It's the only, it's the only book I've read twice. I think Harry Potter is definitely worth rereading again. And it's something that, you know, I did reread multiple times, like when they all came out. And then right now I'm listening to the audiobooks and we just started Gobble to Fire actually the other day. So I've heard the audiobooks. That one's good. a long one. <laughs> oh, they're amazing. It's a Jim Dale, I believe, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a great job with all the voices. Definitely worth a listen. I mean, it's something that I'm going to try because I have a basically a two-year-old, 
So when he, you know, in years down the road when he's reading, I want to try and introduce the series to him, even maybe an audiobook mm-hmm. form, and see if he at least latches on, or maybe the films. I don't know. Yeah, well, but maybe that. The, uh, have you seen the illustrated versions? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. I want they, those so bad. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but like, at at that point, it may it may be like, oh well, maybe this is enough to like spark my interest to reread them. But I feel like I have so many mm. books on my list that I just I don't know. I just always move on to the next. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, I mean, like. Um, Ethan, do you, do you still have like your uh, like your your editions of the book? Do you still have your books? Technically, I never owned them because my sister or like my sister like, pretty like much bought all of them, so it was kind of just like a shared use. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she probably still has her copies because as a uh, as an English teacher and just like a like a book nerd she keeps like all of her books so she can have this right. like grand library someday mm-hmm. so i'm assuming she still has all the original prints or whatever how about you chelsea yeah um i don't personally have them like with me now but uh, they were like i did have my own copies and my parents have them all so they have them on the shelf and everything and yeah they're all the original i think the first two actually are paperback and the rest of them are all hardback books i remember those and yeah 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 um, and i think actually for the seventh book uh i went with my mom one time and we actually both got copies because we wanted to both read them at the same time because we weren't going to wait for the other person we we're like no we need to know what happens yeah yeah ten especially later on in the series the the idea of i had to wait for my mom to finish and then my sister to finish and then i got mm-hmm. a chance like i could just tell especially like the last two like by the time they'd get done they just kind of like give me these looks they're like oh kid you have no idea what you're getting into and i'm just like <laughs> and i'm just like oh man like oh like I, I i distinctly remember when my sister read order of the phoenix like she would read in her bedroom but like at what she was reading at night and she just like kind of like shut her door and i could like hear kind of like sobbing <laughs> When, like, because she was at the part of the book when Sirius died. Aww. And I'm just like, what is fucking happening in this book? Like, I need to know. That is tragic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Tandem reading is definitely the way way to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Tandem reading. See, I didn't have to share with people. Um, because again, my family thought it was witchcraft. So, you know, um, (laughs) I, I, I got the books myself for the most part and I read them by myself. So I didn't have to, have to deal with that nonsense. Yeah. Yep. It was, I mean, it was, it was, um, it was great when I would finish and then we can all just kind of like come together and like some sort of like book club. Uh, sort of deal and just like i'll talk about it while we're waiting for the next you know the, the waiting for the next year or two before mm-hmm. the next one came out like that was always fun i was like that i can imagine your family like standing outside your bedroom door being like are you done yet are you done yet uh, <laughs> they didn't care that much no. <laughs> <laughs> i was more standing outside their door like can you hurry up and finish it's my turn <laughs> it's also so i feel like guys? Oh. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead, finish, because I was going to change the topic slightly. Oh, you were going to change it. Oh. I was just going to say that I, I think it might be the only book series that I, like... I feel like it would like the, that term like a, a real like a real page turner like it applies to like this series. I've read a lot of fictional mm-hmm. series and I don't think I've ever read them with like uh, like a way that I've read Harry Potter where I just wanted to just like keep going. Usually when I am reading a book and I get to like the end of a chapter, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm done for the tonight. But when I would read these books, I would always just like see that title of that next chapter. And I'm just like, yeah, let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and do this one. <laughs> and then that next one, I'm just like, oh, this is a very intriguing title. Let's go ahead and knock this out. And then, you know, you're done with the book. Like, I don't usually have that with a lot of uh, book series. So, I don't know. Fair enough. I think Harry Potter is about the only book series that I can really just go back to. Um, like, like I, I, I started, uh, I started reading, rereading Aragon like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I haven't really read that much of it. Not really like a few chapters. Um, but if I were to reread Harry Potter, uh, like the first book would probably be done by now. Like I would be more motivated, I think just because it just naturally like drags you on at a better pace. I think it's also an easier mm-hmm. read. Because it, well, I guess Aragon yeah, is also young adult, but like for me, I don't really read a whole lot of young adult stuff. So like reading Harry Potter with it being young adult, young adult focused, it's a much easier read than a lot of mm-hmm. other stuff, like a Lord of the Rings or something like that. That has mm-hmm. it's a way more, <laughs> way more dense. That's oh, that's and, true. And it just has like a different like vernacular to it. Mm-hmm where harry potter is like a pretty easy like reading level <laughs> so oh, for it's, sure. it's, it's kind of easy to just blast through definitely <laughs> yeah. well i i was just gonna randomly say so did you guys ever go to any of the midnight book releases did you guys pre-order any of the books uh yes 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 so as i said i my grandma bought me the fifth one um, but I, mm-hmm. I was driving by the time six and seven both came out. Well, I don't, th- I may not have been driving yet for the sixth book. Um, but this, but I was able to go to the midnight release of that one. And then also for the seventh one, like the seventh one was pretty wild. Um, because mm-hmm. one of my friends went with us because like his mom had pre-ordered the book or something. And he's like, well, if you nerds are going to go pick it up, then I guess I go pick my mom's up. Like it was that kind of attitude. Well, we get there and it was like Walmart in little Mexico, Missouri. So like, you know, that was what we had. Um, But we get there um, like lined up and throughout the day, like different time periods of the day, they had handed out these um, colored bracelets. So like if Mm -hmm. you were there like that morning, you could get a you got a Gryffindor bracelet, a red one and then so on and so forth throughout the day. And then instead of like standing in line all day. Um, you could come back later that night, and then at midnight, they would sell the books to the Gryffindor people first. The the red colored, because they were there the earliest that day, and they went down mm-hmm. the line. Um, and I remember, I remember my friend who was like waiting for his uh, like his mom's book. Um, 
for whatever stupid reason, he was up ahead of us. Like he was in the Gryffindor line. I guess his mom must have gotten there that early or something. Um, he was one of the first people to get it. And he, he takes it and he's like, well, this looks really cool. And he flips to the back page and starts to read the last page out loud in this crowd of like 150 people. <laughs> and everybody people. was like, everybody was like, oh my God, like, holy crap. Oh, we were freaking out. And this huge, like, rip buff guy turns around and picks him up off the floor. <laughs> and like, he drops the book. And he's like, if you finish that sentence, I'll find you outside. <laughs> and he like, he dropped him. And like, the friend like grabbed the book and like left. He was gone. <laughs> Some people just like, like to watch yeah. the world burn. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there are definitely some of those people I remember at some of those midnight book releases I went to. And we'd always be like, oh, no, they're yelling about something or trying to cause trouble. We're like, I'm not listening because they were like mm. the front of the line. So, of course, you know, they felt like they should do that. Yeah, I definitely remember going to, I think, at least three of the book midnight me- releases I would do it. I would go with my mom and we would go to Borders, RIP Borders. I love Borders. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then one, like, because they would always have activities. So they would have, like, you know, make, you know, a wand or do all kinds of Harry Potter related, like, goofy things or trivia and giveaways. And one thing in particular I remember is because I, I had to go in and pre order the seventh book before, like, the actual midnight release. And they were giving out stickers. They were like, okay, we need you to decide. Do you think Snape is good or bad? And they would Uh-oh. give you a sticker based off of that. <laughs> well, and then... <laughs> and then they were trying to, like, coerce me one way or another. Because they're like, all of our, like, bad stickers are basically out. Nobody's picked Snape as good. <laughs> well, well, they're probably still pretty yeah. pissed from the sixth book, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could you not be? <laughs> right? Yeah. Hmm. So it was <laughs> something cool. interesting, you know, free stickers. Yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with free stickers. Mm-mm. Definitely not. Yeah. I never went to any of the uh, midnight book releases just cause I, yeah, just never, never really had to. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they were pretty exciting, but it was all pretty like stressful in a way too. Because everybody just like they just wanted to get their book and they just wanted to go home. <laughs> like, just give <laughs> it to me, all. get out of the way. Yeah, for real, for real. I remember uh, this when the sixth book came out. Um, like, we got it, but then the very next day, I had to do. I was in this like summer all state band thing. In the day, the technical day that the book came out, I had to drive to like Warrenton or Warrensburg or somewhere to like play with this band at like this all-star baseball game or something like that. I can't remember what it was. Um, and so I wasn't allowed to read it. Like when I got home, I had to go to sleep. Uh, but I read it like the whole way there. Um, and then I had the book with me, like while we were waiting to perform. Um, but I didn't feel too bad because like half the band also had the book like in their hands and their <laughs> instrument in the other hands and like, like all the people up in the <laughs> up in the baseball stadium not like a huge one like the cardinals it was just like an outdoor thing um they were also mm-hmm. reading the book <laughs> and the band director's just like what the hell is this 
<laughs> oh, that's great. He's like, y'all are not interested in the in the game, and we're like, uh, no. <laughs> we got, got stuff to do, man. <laughs> nice. That was. I remember that day. That was a fun day. <laughs> I do remember being like um, the the excessive amount of like books that you would see in school of like people like all of your classmates like having their copy like just sitting in their on their desk or in their backpack or they're just like carrying it around and mm-hmm. reading it whenever they could like whenever they could fit in mm-hmm. like it really was like a, a craze definitely absolutely the, especially definitely towards the end like with oh my god for sure like the last <laughs> mm-hmm. the last two so oh, i yeah. do remember that i don't i don't think anything was ever really like that before and probably not will never happen again i couldn't imagine anyway yeah because i mean there's like there's like niche series that have happened like you know like twilight or hunger games and stuff like that that have a little bit more niche fan base i guess Mm -hmm. i feel like harry potter kind of uh reached to a lot of different uh potential audiences you know mm-hmm. yeah and not just like, absolutely a certain like sect or whatever which is pretty pretty you know it's like a, a monumental thing for that series in both the books and the films definitely well speaking of films um we can move on to the films um did you all get to go watch every every one of the harry potters in theater Yes. Yeah, I figured that'd be a pretty quick answer. <laughs> I Not... remember, um, like, the first one came out, and I was fortunate. I got to go watch it with a friend for his birthday party. But if that hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have gotten to watch the first one in theaters. Because we were on, like, I don't know, second grade, third grade, something like that. They were always... They always came out in the summer, and when I was a kid in the summers, I would go to uh, Springfield, Missouri, and spend a week with my uh, grandparents, mm-hmm. and it was kind of just like on the docket to go to the theater, and since there was always a Harry Potter film, like almost every every summer for like four or five years in a row, it was just like, all right, well, let's just go see the new Harry Potter film. It's, it's, come, it's out, you know? <laughs> So. Hey hey, nice. and then it's handy. I remember, yeah. I saw the first one opening day, and I went with my mom because she was a very big fan at the time too. And we were super right. excited. <laughs> we were waiting in the super long line to get seated. That was the first time I ever went to an like an opening day type movie, and it was just crazy. People were like. I think some people were even dressed up at that point and it was just wild. It was just super exciting just to be a part of the, like the first movie after reading the books, getting super hyped about that and then watching it, you know, come to life on screen. I don't think I ever went to any of the, uh, like midnight releases for any of them. Oh man. Oh, Oh. (laughs) four of them. I, four of them I had to work work so yeah no kidding right <laughs> so yeah 
that's like a whole other podcast episode right there talking about harry potters while we work in the theater with them (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i can't there's a lot there i can't remember i know for sure i built the deathly hollow ones but i can't remember if i built half-blood prince or not since we were since like uh like wade and i both worked at theater and at some point we were both projectionist at the same time and it was still film so i don't think i was working there yet when uh when harry potter was a thing no when um (laughs) when the (laughs) half-blood prince was out i i want to say i was working in mexico's theater still like that was pretty early in college territory you know what i didn't build half-blood prince because that's uh remember the town plaza Mm -hmm. they had half-blood prince oh no yeah that's what it was and it was like a huge shock to like everyone because everyone had to go to the crappy theater and watch half-blood prince (laughs) (laughs) that was i remember i remember building the two deathly hollows though so i had to work premiere night and build these films and run them on you know one have one film print for like four projectors that was a fucking nightmare but yeah, it's that's the a whole. No- that's a, that literally could be a whole other <laughs> podcast episode. Oh yeah, working at the theater for a lot of these big tentpole films. Mm. Yes, but yeah, I do remember those. Uh, I do remember those crowds. So well, you know, I was I was in that crowd <laughs> <laughs> for Deathly Hollows Part One. I'm I saw that sure. movie honestly three times in the same weekend. So I saw it like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday oh, with different gosh. people. Wow. So I had so many friends that were fans and I was like, sure, I'll go again. It's not like I'm doing anything else. Might as well go to the movies, get popcorn. <laughs> no, you know, you were like, wait, you're going to go see Harry Potter. I'll come with you. <laughs> yeah. Although honestly, <laughs> my hot, t- hot take is um, I actually despise the Deathly Hollows part one. But, so, you know, whatever. I saw it three times wow. in theaters. You just I just it? don't like that one. <laughs> yes, I do. Because um. Of- for adaptation reasons or or what yeah i mean it's honestly like if you look at the movies as a whole like it's it's really a pointless movie like i know the purpose of the movie obviously because i had read all the books and everything but i think it's very hard for people who didn't read the books and could even follow the story and i just feel like it's just a bunch of fluff and I also think the adaptation is awful. I also have a problem with that director because I call those the like awkward movies where there's just these random parts in the movies that are just weird and awkward and they think it's funny and it's not. <laughs> like, okay, let's gonna, have the awkward dancing scene and the blood. tent with yeah, Harry gotta, and Hermione. <laughs> yeah, we got to dig it. We got to dig into this. Go Damn. Oh, man. Some, That's just some, David yeah. Yates. I'm some coming David after Yates, him. Some David Yates. <laughs> heat in a big spot yeah i mean i don't know how you you know just they made everything awkward it's just the movie was awkward Eh, teenagers are awkward all these (laughs) kind of works yeah but there was no any other problems with the other movies and it's just it's not funny it's just wait you didn't think (laughs) six was awkward oh no i it was okay i'm about to say no i remember like everybody was like that 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 movie was awkward it was it's quite a bit different and i was always like well well yeah i mean if you read if you read the sixth book the sixth book was also kind of yeah it's supposed to be awkward awkward. and because again they've hit that point where 
It's all hormones. They don't know how like to handle themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's like all. That's all that book is. It's just like horcruxes <laughs> and horniness. Right. Yeah. Work, works with teenagers. Can. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And can give some weight to that. Yeah. yeah. yeah part one had too <laughs> yeah. much chemistry between uh, Harry and Hermione, which you know I was fine with that. But then it's also like it's going to confuse everybody later on. So I don't know what to say with that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Do you have? They should have been have together similar anyways. feelings um, to like the beginning of the first book, like that half of the book where it's, you know, the road trip and nothing's happening and stuff like that. I mean, I think the book is different. It's just. I think what was hard, too, though, is that I do enjoy the movies and I really like the books. And I think there's just so much excitement reading the books like it, you know, there's certain details like that may have not bothered me so much. And I just enjoyed reading so much more at the time in general and just visualizing it Mm -hmm. in my head that I think that's the problem too. Like people seeing what they want to see and then it's not what they see on screen. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really hard to try and separate that from what you expect from a book and then what's actually presented to you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, now that you know the books have been done for so long um and it was easier for like the the movie writers to make the movies like once the seventh book came out um because they actually they knew where they were headed um but Mm -hmm. now that now that everything's done you know the next time harry potter is rebooted whether it's a movie format or a show format like i wonder i wonder like do you think they will how how different at some point, oh, surely. They will. It's, it, it, it makes it's a inevitable. bajillion dollars, so, you know, they can't not reboot it. I'm just I'm curious if it <laughs> if it falls into that, like, that classification of uh, film or story that's, like, it's you can't touch it, you know? I mean, if, <clears throat> excuse me, if there wasn't already another uh, Wizarding World movie series going on right now, I think that's, like, the only thing that's actually stopping them from diving back into harry potter itself yeah i don't know i don't know because that's no no it'll eventually happen i don't think it'll be any time in the next like five ten years yeah because i think the i think the wizarding the thing that they're doing now the ungodly unnecessary wizarding world (laughs) nonsense is them realizing like, yeah, we can't like just remake this shit. So let's just try and expand the universe. Just like with Star Wars, they're like, hey, we can't remake A New Hope, but we can make a bunch of other films about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I just, yeah. I personally don't think it will be remade just because I think it just falls into that category of like, it, we can't touch it. I think they'll just try and do prequels or, 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 you know sequels or stuff like that but i just don't think they'll rebook remake the books i just i don't know i just don't see it happening well i think it's only a matter of time until like the cursed child gets turned into a movie yeah see stuff like that as fun as that's gonna be i can see (laughs) stuff like that like i can can wait plenty for that one that's fine or they'll do they'll make some like tv show about harry potter's kids or something (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what it, uh, Cursed Child. 
Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, well, I it's about s- one of them. <laughs> yeah, I can see them. The just other kind two of, can go suck it, apparently. <laughs> or they'll make a they'll make a sitcom about the Weasleys or some shit. You know, like <gasps> I'd watch it. <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like I don't see give st- anybody ideas. <laughs> I see no, stuff give like them that. More happening. ideas. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I need a I need a wizarding Weasleys. Like sitcom. Let's do that. Write it up. Write it up. It could be like a like an office style one, you know, where like they know, like you like they're being filmed kind of thing. But like, think of like how Mr. Weasley would react all the time. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be a mess. He wouldn't know how to contain his joy. You also have to have some like what the camera was. Yeah. Also that. You'd have to have some like brooding drama about the Malfoys too, like some HBO oh series that's like really dark and like um, you know. That's fine. Yes. I'd be into that. <laughs> <laughs> or honestly, if they did like some sort of like mini series that fleshes out the uh, the Black family, like Sirius Black and mm-hmm. his like crazy relatives and all their like weird kind of family so heritage, like that'd be interesting. I see stuff like that happening before they ever remake the books. So, not that I'm saying they it wouldn't be if they did remake them. I think it would be better if they did it as a ser- like a like a show. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like to mm-hmm. see a show. Definitely. Um, so they had as much time as they needed because you know the whoever is uh, producing it is just going to throw money at it. So yeah. Okay, yeah, you want twelve seasons? Okay, here you go. Yeah, because if they... They won 12 seasons. Let's go. Since it's Warner Brothers, they own uh, HBO or whatever. It could just be like season on HBO. One, each book's one season. There you go. Mm-hmm. The Game of Thrones route, totally see that. But the difference is, is the books are actually written and not just in theory. <laughs> so. Yeah, seriously. Like, if WB owns HBO, why the hell haven't they made some kind of Wizarding World series Show. yet? Like, what? what the heck, man? Because they're all into these uh, these terrible movies they keep making. These uh, well, that's their problem, not mine. What is it? The truth of Dumbledore or the secrets of Dumbledore? Isn't that the next one? Well, they got to finish all that stuff first. I think it's yeah, secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't there? There's like five Maybe of another. those movies. Yeah, there's gonna be five. Supposed so to. we still got yeah. two more afterwards. Oh god. Supposedly, we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Five plus years to wait for that <laughs> to be done. Right. Oh god. Hopefully they'll realize that everyone forgot it existed and they'll just kind of walk away from it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you see all those people in that movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not going to die. Oh, probably not. No. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, you know, like we've talked about so much, but we haven't given any of our favorites and stuff yet. Mm, that's true. You want to start with the books? Start us off. Just dive right into it. Sure. Yeah. I had the hard. I always have the hardest time when people ask me, "Well, which one's your favorite?" Um, because they're all different. Like tonally, they're all different. They all have like a different kind of like main emotion that's behind it. So it really just depends. Um, probably, probably maybe the fifth one. Yeah, Phoenix. Cause that's yeah, because that's kind of that's like the start of like the darker turn. But that's Harry like getting older, and he's like 
feeling and learning to manage more of his emotions. Yeah, he's very feisty in that. Gets him into trouble a lot. You know, <laughs> like it's there's a lot of unnecessary things that happen because he won't shut his mouth, kind of thing. You know, but then and then, or he's like always yelling and screaming at Hermione and Ron, even though they like looked at him funny. You know, like poor guys. Yeah. But it's just he's just he's a teenager who's learning to handle his emotions while like the entire world thinks he's literally crazy. Well, so. that and also like everyone around him besides like a select few are like boxing him out from important information. So, oh, sure. Yeah, they're keeping so it's like he has <laughs> he has like a really good reason to be pissed off all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I always tell like, people that too, he's being like, like iced he's, out. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he's just like a hormonal teenager. Yeah, he's he, not, he yeah. has. He's given a lot of issues that are not his fault, nor are his problem. Yeah. But, you know. But so for now, I'll say the fifth one, even though I love six and seven, too. It just kind of depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah, Order of Phoenix is really good. Chelsea, what about you? I would say my favorite is the third one, Prisoner of Azkaban. I've always just really loved that book. It just, there's so much going on in that book. It just really... I mean, you could say that's like, I mean, each book, it has so much in it that leads to the next. It just like, you know, it sets up so many characters, so many things that just definitely lead to the rest of the series. It has some great characters from Professor Lupin to Sirius Black and just so many little interesting things. And I don't it's know, also, it's just a very enjoyable. It's also kind of the outlier, too, because it, it's the one that focuses the least on Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Since like Sirius Black That's is true. supposed to be like the antagonist or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like kind of refreshing in a way because it's just like oh every book's just going to be Voldemort's shenanigans and how he's going to do this, and it's like oh wait who the hell's a Sirius Black guy and why should I be afraid of him? Like it's kind of a nice mm-hmm. change of pace before like yeah. all hell breaks That's loose and you- Goblet of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. That's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because honestly, I feel like if Prisoner of Azkaban was just another um, creative way for Voldemort to try and ensnare Harry, it would have become like very tedious. You know, Sorcerer's Stone, mm-hmm. he's just like basically leeching off Professor Quirrell and the Chamber of Secrets. It's like the diary. If Azkaban was anything regarding like something like that, I feel like it would have been like running out of ideas. But the fact that she just threw a huge curveball and barely yeah. talked about Voldemort like it was awesome it was it was really interesting oh for sure but yeah well, I, um, I, what about my, oh, my, fa- my my favorite book was always Half-Blood Prince like mm-hmm. I think that I think that's the one that I enjoyed the most I that'd be the only one I'd actually want to reread like I think about it kind of all the time but I just it's like a good all, one I liked all the, all the setup it had in it, and just like all the, all the uh, like it was, it was like, uh, it was weird for like the main characters because yes they were it was like kind of like the, the romance was starting to flourish and everybody was trying to find like their mate and everybody was hormonal, but it was also like one of like the darker books, (laughs) for a lot of reasons, and it also had a lot of like a lot of like more history and like lore in it that was very interesting to me 
It's definitely fair. Well, there's the books. How about the movies? <laughs> A completely well, you know different which ones I don't like. <laughs> uh, that is true. That is true. Yeah. My answer is the that, same. You like six still? Yep. Mm -hmm. I always... I, I try and separate books from films because I... I watch films differently than most people. And on a technical level, I think Half-Blood Prince is like probably the best shot and the most gorgeous film out of all of them. The cinematographer that they had, he's uh, French. His name's uh, Bruno. Bruno, I think it's Del Bono. I'm definitely butchering that name. But like the whole film is just like a series of like gorgeous like tableaus and it's so moody. And God, I could just like watch that film with like the the sound off, and it's just I would just like stop and take screenshots and use that shit for like they're like paintings. They're they're just brilliant. I love it. Well, all the story beats aside and the adaptation shit aside and whatnot, like that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't care about that. I'm I'm watching the film for like the visuals more than anything. I didn't mind the adaptations that they did in the sixth one. Um, like I remember, like sitting there in the in the midnight show for six, mm -hmm. and especially like when they hit the Christmas scene, like when he's at the Weasleys and stuff, and uh, the Death Eaters attack the burrow. There were so many people like screaming during the showing, like that's not in the book, that didn't happen, and I'm just like, shut up, this is so intense, shut up, I'm trying to watch this scene, like. Is, is it probably going to matter? No, but that's not the point. Like, we're watching it. It's happening. Yeah. Like, Jenny's out here running in a row because she's going to kick some ass. Like, shut up. <laughs> also, I get to watch Bellatrix a little bit more. It's fine. It's also a beautiful <laughs> shot, too, because it's like a wide shot. Oh, I love it. <laughs> See, I, I, I liked whenever they took liberties and, like, made little extra personal scenes like that. Because um, usually when they happen, they were just more like character building, like small little moments and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know not everybody feels the same, but it, it is. That's that's kind of how I view how films adapt, uh, adapt anything. It's because if you are a filmmaker that has any like self-respect for the craft, you are going to put your own vision and imprint and artistic liberty with it because you're an artist. Whereas there's other directors who are just studio directors. They're hired, they do a job, and they get out, and that's whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I, yeah, that stuff doesn't mind. It doesn't bother me as long as the themes are all still the same. If they add in stuff or take away stuff, if it makes a better like visual medium for me, it makes the that stuff flow better. I'm fine with it. As long as like major plot beats are the same and the the overall themes of the are the same or still relevant to the story then i don't really care about all the minutiae that gets changed or or oh, oh this person didn't say that then it's like who fuck cares like, <laughs> like it makes a better film or whatever if you don't like it then just read the book and don't watch the fucking movie like gavel gavel like directors are artists they have to like feel like they have some sort of like reason to do it besides just like taking a book and taking the script and just copy and paste and just make and the shot list is that and it's just like that's not like people don't that's boring like no one's gonna do that or no self-respecting director would do that how about you chelsea 
I'm like, there's no problem with following a lot of stuff that happens in the books. I think what's challenging with the Harry Potter books themselves is that because they were like they were still being written when the movies were coming out, and on top of them, the movies having many different directors, that certain key elements like. If they were if they were remade, I think they would highlight certain things more, especially dealing with the horcruxes and having people understand what they are. And so I think those are some challenges that I have. And like some of the later stuff is just like personal challenges. But, you know, I just don't like some of the direction things went. But I understand, you know, things have to be more cinematic. I would say, though, that I did like a movie that was definitely a bit different than book, but it's also still my favorite book and I it's my favorite movie which is also Prisoner of Azkaban I think it's just very fun and it's very enjoyable it's definitely a movie I like it yeah, too I like, be- I like the third one as well yeah I really like the third one I love Alfonso Cuaron as a director in general I also like mm-hmm. that he turned the school and actually made it look like something that exists and it has existed for years because the first two movies just look like a retirement home. Like everything's so like, like a set set by set kind of thing. Yeah, it's like everything's just so neat and tidy and perfect and it just looks fake and doesn't look like this school exists at all. And then you get the Prisoner of Azkaban. It's like there's some like it's just like it's more established looking, I guess. Like it looks like mm-hmm. a school that exists out in the middle of a European countryside hidden from the world. It's <laughs> old. It looks like it's hundreds of years old. Like it and like the and how the school is portrayed in the third movie, like you see locales and locations and other things like that that exist clear up until the final one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have this continuity, even if it's just like yeah. a location continuity, like it's a school, like your school should probably look the same yeah. year after year, you know, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is not something that the first two did very well Um. in most in most situations. Um, you'd be like, wait, what is what? Like, it's yeah. just a hallway. Okay, just just a just a hallway. But like in the other movies, if they were in a hallway, you could probably recognize it. Oh, like because you know, like this classroom's here, or um, they were here in this movie. You know, like yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, like, especially since, <clears throat> especially with the last four being the same director, it was all like the same like sets and location. You know what I mean? Where like. The first two films were the same director, and then after that, it was just like one-offs until you got to uh, Order of the Phoenix, and then it was David Yates. So there is, you know, it is hard to keep that continuity in place, and I feel like they did a really good job. It's really hard to notice unless you're just like really like trying to nitpick from like the third movie on at least. Like the first two like don't even look like they exist in the same like series. <laughs> right. Like at all. <laughs> Like it looks like it's like a, like a like, I don't know. Like it works because they're also like the two most like kid friendly books, so the films are very like kid friendly looking, and the school's very like non intimidating, I guess. But I just hate how it just looks fake, I guess. Fair enough. Well, I'll um I'll say that. The third one is my favorite too, probably. Um, I like I like them all. Um, I don't watch the first two as much just because, like, yeah, they're there, they happen, they set stuff up. Yeah. Um, like the poor kids are still kids. Um, their acting isn't anything to like be excited for, you know. 
Um, it's all- but in the, in the third one, like they like explode out of their shells, you know. Yeah. Do you also do? Do you guys do you find it hard to go back to the first two because the Dumbledore is a different actor too? Does that sit? Does that sit no. like weird for any of you guys? I'm upset always, that it's it... always bothered me. It, it's to me, it just kind of is what it is because the guy like, died. So yeah. well, yeah, I'm not saying like yeah. that. I'm not talking about that. Like they recast him or whatever, whatever. I'm saying I yeah. love Michael Gambon so much as Dumbledore. It's hard to watch the other guy. So when yeah. I go back and watch Chambers, even Sorcerer's Stone, I'm just like, man, I really wish Michael Gambon was here. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I don't know. I never liked it when it was the new Dumbledore. Personally, I didn't like him as Dumbledore. Oh, See, I, I thought he was way better at Dumbledore because I felt like the first Dumbledore was so stereotypical. Like I'm an old wise man, but I can't really like that's all I am. Like I just walk around, I spout off random nonsense, and then I kind of just disappear. Where Michael Gambon covers all the characteristics of Dumbledore where he is powerful and intimidating but also loving and kind of cryptic and kind of like witty like I don't see the first actor doing this stuff in the later films that's re- that would be required of him like that battle with Voldemort and Order of Phoenix would have looked fucking weird with that first actor <laughs> in my opinion I see what you're saying. Like, I think they probably got somebody that was a little too old. Or they tried to find someone who looked too old or was too old. And it just wasn't, it was like the wrong balance. It worked for the first two films and it just wouldn't have worked for the later films. Well, they should have just cast Jude Law from the beginning. Like, (laughs) you know, they should have just done that. I don't believe I can't get I can't buy into that either. I cannot. I just oh, can't. That's that's a whole other story. <laughs> I just can't get on board with that. Oh man. I feel like that. I feel like. A, speaking of casting, though, I do feel like they pretty. I I like all the casting decisions for the films. Oh, for sure. I like that they also had like a sort of, uh, like. You know, like we're we're making sure that we're getting Islanders. You know, you have to be like British or at least Scottish or Irish. You know, we're not going to just like pull from anywhere. Like it kind of keeps it the universe consistent, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, I think they nailed a lot of the casting. They kind of lucked out with a lot of the the kid actors too. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see just how people are casted um, if, if a remake or something like that ever comes up. Yeah. It'll be Timothy Shummel. I would be Harry Potter <laughs> or whatever. His oh, name God. Is. No. Oh, gosh. No. No. <laughs> well, you know, like now that you know, like now that we know, like how big Harry Potter is and how long it is, like, could you imagine being a parent and being like, oh, my 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 son is being offered the role of Harry Potter? And I know that this is going to take up the next, like, 10 years plus of his life. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That'd be really difficult to sign off on, I think. Yeah. 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 Because at the time, you know, like, not like Daniel Radcliffe's family knew exactly what they were getting into. Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, To a degree, probably. But not like... Like now, like, you know. When the first Harry (laughs) Potter came out, the... The series was popular, but it wasn't like this huge, like phenomenon yet. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, 
it was still in the early the early they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into god i just can't imagine huh i also couldn't imagine like being those actors who are filming for all like what is it eight films and then like when it gets to that last one it's like all right now we're actually done it's it's been it's it's been 10 years it's been fun we'll never you know see ya (laughs) yeah (laughs) like those videos those videos from like the rap party from like part two deathly Hallows part two or whatever like so like depressing and sad seriously (laughs) though yeah Cause like, especially like as a kid actor, cause you're like growing up with these like seasoned despians and they're like giving you like life advice and career advice and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's that, that, that would be fucking weird too as a kid. Cause you're like growing up with these people. It's like school, you know, after high school, it's like, all right, cool. I'll never see any of you again. <laughs> so- <laughs> I mean, yeah. But yeah, that would well, be that would be a huge undertaking if you were a child actor. But also knowing like the potential uh like career boost and like just financial boost you would get from it. Could you imagine like all the kids like for the casting call that are or or the crazy parents that are like throwing their kids in the ring for it just to try and land them that spot, hoping for don't, that. Don't audition the kids, audition the parents. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. you get all those you get all those like pageantry like fam- like the uh, parents or whatever that the kids yeah. mm-hmm. the kids that never even had a childhood <laughs> they're just, like parading their Poor child guys. around mm-hmm. yeah Poor that's guys. what it would turn into it'd be like a lottery situation <laughs> who do we hate less <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right okay you all ready to move on to our next category we'll leave leave the books and movies behind for now sure okay well let's go video games how about that yes has everybody played a harry potter video game yep Mm -hmm. was it was it the quidditch game yep (laughs) (laughs) play that one yeah that is the best played more than the quidditch game i've Mm -hmm. played two harry potter games oh dang okay I played the original, the Sorcerer's Stone. I had it on PC. Mm-hmm. And I would play it dozens upon dozens. I've played that game so many times. Right. And then I played Quidditch. And I want to say that was what, PS2? That sounds about right. Yeah, I think I played it on the GameCube. I and think. Oh my, oh my God, I loved that Quidditch game. Like, I would That's do a like, fun time. I would do like full on seasons for both like... <clears throat> The Harry Potter, like, you know, the Hogwarts teams and then, like, the World Cup teams. Like, that was, like, my sports game for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, setting up a franchise or whatever, doing doing that, playing that game all the time. But, yeah, I never played any of the Lego uh, Harry Potters. I didn't play any of the weird, like, video movie tie-in games for, like, the last couple ones where they try to make, like, third-person shooters with, like the characters or whatever mm-hmm. like i never played any of those like i never really got into any of that stuff i don't think there's I any th- other harry potter game or like type of game that i know of besides like i guess a couple of mobile mobile games they've done yeah there's there's a good few mobile games 
Yeah. I've yeah. tried I've tried each of them out, but I've never stuck to any of them. Yeah, they're what's that newest one? Isn't it's basically like a gotcha game, essentially. Like it has all those like um, trappings. It's amazing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> talking about Hogwarts Mystery. Yeah, I am obsessed with that game. I've literally played that game every single day for the last year and a half. I am currently in my seventh year. So they got you, is what you're saying. Um, I haven't paid. I mean, sure, they got me. But you know what? I haven't spent a single penny in that game of my own money. I have you know, bided my time. I've waited for my energy to refill and I've, you know, watched the ads for extra energy or coins and stuff. So yeah, those are, you know. that's, yeah, that's all the mobile like tactics that I did immediately turn me off a thing. Like I'd rather just pay the, I like- the $5 and just let me play the game. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't no. want to sit there. I don't want to sit there and wait and be like, Oh, you cast the spell. You got to wait 30 hours before you can do it again. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to go ahead and uninstall this. <laughs> in 30 hours i won't care about this anymore yeah it definitely slows down a bit at times but you know when you level up then you get more energy and stuff so it works out but i kind of like the story i think people might have problems with the story and i think it's because the mobile game decided to really draw out the fifth and sixth years so they like added a bunch of like do you guys know anything about the story for that no um i played part of the first year that's that's all i know I think I played about 10 minutes okay. in the game. So you basically, you know, get to create your own character and it takes place seven years before Harry Potter attends Hogwarts. And you're basically just like looking for your brother. Your brother was involved with looking for these uh, cursed vaults and they're like elusive, you know, at Hogwarts and everything. So your character's trying to figure out what happened to your brother and also trying to figure out what these cursed vaults are and like, you know, get rid of them. And so it's that and you just like go to your classes and you see all the classic, you know, Hogwarts teachers and meet friends and play Quidditch. And I don't know. It's fun. Is there any you can also uh, you can date your kid. Yes, yeah, there's dating. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> oh, yeah. A dating sim. Well, it's 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 only like a side part of it, but they need to, you know, add more levels to the dating options. I've been at level five, the max level for since uh, since february when they released it <laughs> oh my goodness i need like a yeah. i need like a harry potter like simulation where uh i guess it's not even like harry potter focus but just like the world focus where you just build your own wizarding school and then like you're building out of like a curriculum you got to get all those these you know you got to get all these uh, enrollments you got to make sure the you know and then you're competing against other schools in the world Oh my gosh! Like I want like a, a high <laughs> like a high funnel like simulation game where I'm just like designing my school inside and out like a Sims kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of <laughs> I just want to build my own like wizarding school and set my yeah. own class structure and like all that stuff, all the all the nitty gritty details. That's what I want. Give me that. Game developers yeah. out there, I'm still DM me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure this out. <laughs> Still holding out for Hogwarts Legacy, and I mean, for November real. is a big month for Harry Potter. Let's hope we get some kind of news this month. That'd be I'm gonna, nice. I'm gonna be real honest with you guys. That game does nothing for me. There hasn't been enough. It does everything to like, for me. <laughs> there hasn't been enough to do anything yet. I mean, 
I think I've mentioned it before in another episode of the podcast, like Hogwarts Legacy. I'm really excited for it because I've always wanted to be a student at Hogwarts and it's like the perfect game to do that. And I just, I'm really curious. Like, I honestly don't care if the graphics look crappy or whatever. I just want to have that experience just to be a student, do those spells, be in the classes, you know, hang out with some creatures. If I get to go outside of Hogwarts, even better. Yeah, I, I'm more just, I need to know what this game is, because besides just the name, and like, uh, they've shown like some, not necessarily like gameplay footage, but I guess like in-engine, in-game footage a couple times, mm-hmm. But st- and like they've told us what the time period was, it's like 19th century Hogwarts or whatever, but I still don't fully know like what the game is or what you're doing or the play style is it open world is it a linear thing is it like an mmo you know what i mean like i just i don't i need to know what this game is <laughs> before, <laughs> I know. before i can get like, too excited for it <laughs> yeah and the what uh, the website like it tried to explain some of those things but i totally understand it did not explain everything like it it's definitely not an MMO. It's supposed to be open world, I think. And what what's really weird about the story they came up with, I read, it's that you you start Hogwarts late, and you and you know this like special type of ancient magic, and that's the part where I'm like, hmm. Oh. So we're adding like new lore to the, you know, to the universe or something. Well, so. That's the second red flag. Taking oh, some, taking some liberties. It has liberty to come out this. first, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And it's already been delayed. What has it been delayed twice now? Mm-hmm. Like one because of like obvious COVID reasons or whatever. But wasn't it delayed before that? Like I want to say I there think was it like was a, just never officially announced. I wanted to say that, like since it was like a Warner Brothers game, I wonder if there. I think there was like some like, uh, like studio head like issues or like department issues or something like that or like this is all conjecture mm-hmm. i can't i can't remember i may be thinking of another game i don't know <laughs> so it's I, very possible i mean <laughs> I, I would like to see a very a cool uh, open world harry potter game because like it would be it would be fun to be able to roam around that castle i feel like it's going to be mm-hmm. hard to make hogwarts like fully realized and not like disappoint because hogwarts is such a kind of cryptic and mysterious and odd place so to kind of make it seem like surprising at every turn and and also like nostalgic and and Mm -hmm. like like oh yeah this is what this should look like or whatever like i just that's a tall order (laughs) for them so 100 percent, yeah so yeah here's hoping here's hoping it's good Indeed, we'll mm-hmm. see. Here's hoping we'll we get news. Yeah. Any news is good news. Mm-hmm. Unless the news for is, this hey, game, at least I feel unless like the, unless the unless news it's is hey, never... yeah, it's like hey, uh, we just went ahead and canceled this project. Yeah. No, 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 no. It, was, no, no. it, it wasn't. It Let's wasn't not working. joke about that. No. <laughs> no. Would you? Would you rather have this, or do you think a Harry Potter MMO would be cool? I'll take whatever comes out. Oh, okay. <laughs> safe answer, I guess. Safe answer. Yeah. 
Wade, you like MMOs? You would would you want a Harry Potter MMO? Would you put um, would you put eight hundred hours into uh, a Harry Potter MMO? Eight eight hundred for a Harry Potter uh, MMO? Um, maybe not. It just kind of depends on what they do with it. Like, what if it's like I you, don't know. You could you know you pick your school. Like, it's not just Hogwarts. You can go to any school. Like. Each different school is a different server. I don't know. They can they can make it interesting. <laughs> so if you want to go to this school, you need to uh, you need to move to a different country. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you need to get a VPN and un, you know figure out you your region locking. Yeah, you gotta yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, like usually with MMOs, you can choose. You can go play on whatever you want. But if you're if the server physically exists halfway across the world um you're not going to have a very good time <laughs> like a vpn's not exactly going to help that out a whole lot yeah yeah <clears throat> like your ping time would just be terrible yeah i don't think just you, be bad. you want to be dueling very, <laughs> you want to be dueling very well oh gosh indeed. <laughs> indeed are there any other uh harry potter games that you guys uh played or latched onto? um I played tons of the Lego games. I want to say I played at least... I played every like main installment, like the movie games. I'm pretty sure I played them all um, at least once. I like I tended to just rent them. I wouldn't buy them. I would just rent them. Yeah. Um, but I had the first one or the first two, depending on... like I had it for the, like, the PlayStation. I had it for the PC. I had it for the Game Boy Advance. Like, I don't know why... I just kind of ended up with them like that. Um, and the good thing about, like, in the early days is that, like, the PC Sorcerer's Stone, that game is different than, like, the PlayStation Sorcerer's Stone, which is absolutely different than the Game Boy Advance. So it's not like you're playing the same game. They also so that add, was nice. They also added yeah. a lot more stuff from the uh, book that they didn't put in the film. Because, like, I remember in the Sorcerer's Stone game, you had to do, there were so many, like, stealth sections where you're trying to either hide from filch or uh peeves the poltergeist mm -hmm. and i hated those sections so much <laughs> oh yeah those are always awful especially peeves because he would just like pop out of nowhere i'm like how am i supposed to do this if he can just go wherever he wants mm -hmm. this is bullshit <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah th i never played any like besides that first one i don't think i ever played any of the other movie tie-ins and I, yeah, I haven't played the Lego ones. I've always wanted to, but because I have played uh, like all like Lego Star Wars and Lego Indiana Jones and Lego Jurassic Park and stuff like that. I just never, I haven't played Lego uh, Harry Potter. Just never got around to it, yeah. I guess. <laughs> They're pretty fun. I mean, you can buy like the whole series for $5 yeah, right they, now. Um, so <laughs> in the bajillion hours of playtime. So. Yeah, it's constantly on sale. Like... <laughs> Always, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> what about you? Chelsea? It's a good time. Did you play any? I mean, besides or besides the one you're looking forward to the most? Yeah, no, I played them on the PC. I definitely remember playing the first uh, one, and I think I played the second one, and then I played the Quidditch game as well. That was on the Game Boy Advance. Oh wow! I remember playing that. So, whole difference. And then I think there was another one I probably played like on the Game Boy, but I honestly don't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I don't think it was very memorable, but I think those other ones definitely stood out to me more. Yeah, I don't know why Sorcerer's Stone. Maybe because I just played it so much is the reason why it's stuck with me so long. But because it's not like it's a good game. It's just, it's just there. It's just a, it's just a, just exists, I guess. Yeah. Just brings you into that world a little bit, so it's just fun <laughs> to play. <laughs> I was like, um, like I think it was the second one specifically for PC, um, where you had to like collect the different Bernie Bots beans, mm. yeah. and it would like unlock different spells or like areas around the castle. I can't remember like what you got for it. Maybe it was just it might have just been like chocolate frog cards. I don't know. Yeah, I was I always loved Sounds looking like for it. those. Is definitely that era of gaming where it's just like, hey, we got to fill the world with like collectibles so you can get whatever from oh my it. Like, yeah. Because mm-hmm. the first one definitely had that too. And I think it was for like trading cards. Like they're the, the chocolate frog cards, I'm pretty sure. Like you had like an inventory for them. Because mm-hmm. like, like, like each level had like all these hidden. I don't remember if it was birdie pots. It may have just been something just like like gems i don't know something not not so not so established in the lore i don't know but there's mm-hmm. definitely collectibles for sure and there was also quidditch in that game too but i think it was just like flying through rings and you were trying to catch the snitch yeah you just had to fly through the rings yeah stay on track yeah. fly through the rings kind of thing yeah. yep 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 i do remember that <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we've got books, we've got movies, video games. Um, I know there was even, like, there was a card game. Chelsea, I think you can tell us more about that one. Oh, yes. Yeah, I guess, was it officially called, like, the Harry Potter trading card game? I, yeah, I, think, I think so. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know if I actually had any friends at the time who collected the cards. I just remember wanting all the cards and getting all the big, like, packs full of all the sets and that game was kind of complicated honestly as a child i felt like because you have these like huge like almost like placemats they're like folded like out paper mats where you had to like set up where your deck goes where the certain things go for the different spell cards and everything and i think i probably tried to play with my sisters a couple times but it was just fun to have the cool cards so that was I mean, that was like the big trading, like that was a big card game, but there was also a Quidditch card game. I don't know if either of you are familiar with that one. Really? I didn't yeah. even know there was the other card yep, game. Yep, I had no so. idea. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember playing the card game with my mom and stuff when like my sisters were in dance class or something. I had to wait with my mom for them to get out of their class. I would be playing the card games. And I think it was just like, yeah, the two teams and there were different cards that... I don't know. I think it was probably just very basic, like cart, almost like war in a sense, but just Harry Potter vied with Quidditch. Have either one of you guys ever played uh, or seen the like actual like the Quidditch like uh, league that they do now or whatever, where it's kind of like like a mixture? Oh of yeah, like in colleges and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Simo had one. Yeah. I've never actually played, but never I've, I've, I've seen like videos <laughs> of them playing. So I never got, yeah. I didn't get to do it because they always practiced um, at like times that was just not convenient. Mm. Um, 
but I always wanted to. Like Simo had a league, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I don't know if I ever saw like this. I knew Simo had one, but I just never like saw them like do it at Simo. I've I like saw them. Or I saw like YouTube videos and I was like, oh shit, this is a thing. <laughs> and then I realized that yeah. like that's yeah, that Simo had it and that like other that, like other campuses and it was like this big like thing. Cause I, I didn't I didn't even know it existed for for a time. I was like, oh wow, this is actually pretty like complex and <laughs> it's not just like a <laughs> bunch of you know it's not it's not just like a bunch of like weird like fan service like fun shenanigans out there it does kind of look like that when you see them practice but yeah no yeah i'm yeah i'm sure the practices are <laughs> i mean i don't know like they practiced on the marching band football field the practice field when i was at cmo um oh, so we yeah, got yeah. to we got to watch them practice quite a lot and the whole band would be like i i want to i want to do it <laughs> <laughs> it was constant it was constant yeah oh my yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that there were Harry Potter trading card games, or I've never even seen it or like come across it anywhere in any like card shop. Or any, did it? I guess it didn't last very long, or just never caught on, or limited run kind it's of probably, thing. I mean, it could have been all of the above. I definitely think it was the first two, just didn't catch on and stuff. I remember the cards were very expensive too, and those came out honestly. I think like right around two thousand, two thousand one. So it was at the very early and it had its own special art style and everything too. So it wasn't even like it looked like the like later on, like the movies and everything. Was it more like the art style from like the illustrations from like the books, like the cover art and like the, even like the chapter art and stuff? Was it more like that kind of style? Yeah, it was kind of inspired by that. Yeah. I think, and then just had his own spin because of all the other characters and stuff they added to the cards. But maybe they should, uh, maybe they should team up with uh, Wizards of the Coast and just do like a limited run in uh, Magic and just throw in some like Harry Potter characters. <laughs> they did that with. There you go. <laughs> they did that with the uh, Stranger Things here recently. Hmm. They did like a, a whole like Stranger Things like expansion or whatever. They can do it with Harry Potter. I'm sure, like, <laughs> sure they'll fit right in. <laughs> I would, I would do it. I'd get them. Anniversary run. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah. Did you guys ever play like Harry Potter trivia? There was like a Harry Potter trivia game too. I. There was a was it called Seen It that it was like the movie trivia that you had like a disc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had that. I had the Harry. I think I had the Harry Potter or like my sister. Someone in our family had it, and we would play like Harry Potter Seen It. I remember that. Yes. I remember playing that one, but I, I didn't have like too. I didn't have like a Trivial Pursuit or anything like that. For we had a Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> we didn't have. We didn't have Harry Potter. <laughs> no Harry Potter. <laughs> Man, I I love a <laughs> Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit. I play that sucker all the time. I'd be terrible at it. Yeah. Because it wasn't like quite Trivial Pursuit, but it was definitely in the same like style as that. I I think I did actually get rid of it quite a while ago, unfortunately. But that one was pretty awesome. Well, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Could have given it to me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I used to have all the Harry Potter Legos, too. Ah! 
Man, that's too bad nope. too. I, I, I do have some of them still. <laughs> yeah, those themed Lego oh, sets are crazy of... expensive. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, isn't the I one for, like, the Hogwarts castle, like, $100 or some some nonsense like that? Um, I think it was, like, over 200 Yeah. Because, like, Dumbledore's office was, like, 80 bucks. I remember that. Yeah, that they're really proud of, the, <laughs> of those themed sets. Mm-hmm. They changed them over the years, too, because of how they changed, like, the color of the Lego people. Because, you know, all the Lego people used to be, like, yellow colored. And then now they made it more of, like, the almost, like, flesh-like colored. And so it's very interesting that I definitely had, I guess, vintage sets (laughs) compared to the ones now. I had Legos so much as a kid, and I I don't think I ever had a themed set. It was more just, like, you bought, like, a box of just, like, 500 Legos. Mm. Like, I think when I was into Legos, they weren't really doing, like, themes. And if they were, it was, like, not super prominent as it is now. Because now when you go look for Legos, that's all it is. It's, like, Mm, whatever popular IP. It's, like, Fortnite Legos and Harry Potter and Star Wars and, you know, whatever the kids are into now. TikTok Legos, I'm sure. Like, (laughs) whatever it is. But like when I was in the Legos, there's just like a bucket. You just bought like a five gallon bucket of Legos for like twenty bucks. <laughs> so it's like here you go. Or they would have like the themes weren't like too IP. It was just like here's like a you know, pirate Legos. So it would mm-hmm. come with like stuff to build a pirate ship or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean Legos. It was just generic, <laughs> you know, Legos. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you guys have been to uh, uh, Universal, to the Harry Potter, like the theme parks? You know, I yes. have. Yeah, we wait. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, for the, <laughs> wait, and I've been together. So <laughs> I didn't go with you guys, but I've been twice. I've been twice. Once when it was, um, so I guess this is yeah. Once when it was just uh, the Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. Mm-hmm. area and then i went again with wade and another and a couple others for when they opened up diagon alley that's the so, same for me so yeah went twice just so i had to had to do that second that second park or whatever oh heck yeah yeah so you had to ride the train yeah you had to get that full experience yeah i definitely did both of like the i guess interactive because I, I don't like roller coasters or i guess conceptually i do but my body doesn't so so because mm. i get really bad like motion sickness and that kind of stuff so but i wrote like i did like the the hogwarts castle ride and then the mm-hmm. green god's bank like the more like interactive ride yeah. i guess you like, were a I'm trooper a- that's what you were I remember standing in line for that Gringotts ride for like two and a half hours. Seriously, we got some so we got mm-hmm. some really good pictures though. <laughs> yeah, because I will say that's the one good thing about that park is at least for those two rides, at least the lines are interesting because you're like either yes. walking through the castle or you're walking through the bank and there's you know, there's stuff to look at and things are mm-hmm. happening or talking to you or you know, it's not just you're just standing out in the heat. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at least makes it, was, it a little more bearable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which uh which park do you guys like better? Like which which side, I guess. Oh, oh man. Hmm. Probably the Green Dot oh. side. 
It seems it's just it's more lively, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's di- it's it's I... Gring- it's Diagon Alley and Green. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You got you got you know you got Ollivander's shop, which is kind of cool if you got to see like the actual like show or whatever. Mm-hmm. That they do. And like uh, I like the dragon that they have on top of the Green Gods, that like blows fire yes. every like hour or whatever. Like there's definitely it gets really hot when you're underneath that. It sure that does. Fire yeah. gets pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of nice because, uh, like the the one time I went, it was like January or whatever. So that's nice. I went in October and it was hot and humid <laughs> already. So, but I think I. I like parts of both of them, though. I think I like the Hogwarts side better. Because I think I like that ride better than the Gringotts ride. It's smoother, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely better on my stomach. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, to be fair, though, in Gringotts, you're in, like, a minecart traveling underground. But the Hogwarts one, you're on a broom. You're on a broom. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought, like, I think the the ride itself, like the the uh, the journey that they're taking you on, where you're just like flying through the castle and all the things that are happening, I thought that was more thrilling than the minecart thing. Which they were both they're both really like they're both well done, but I think I had more fun on mm-hmm. the Hogwarts one. And I do like walking through Hogsmeade. Yeah, that is nice. I'd say the Hogwarts ride, I don't remember much as, or I don't remember it as well is because there's a joke, I don't know, whenever my family goes to a music park, there's always that one ride that breaks down on us, and that was that ride. I was, like, right in front of, like, the the spiders or something, and the ride just stopped. (laughs) So I was just, like, hanging there. (laughs) I don't know how long, it was, like, probably five, ten minutes, and I'm like, of course, and we're just laughing because we're like, this just happens to us all the time. Yeah, that, so. would, that would definitely pull, pull me out of it too, I guess. Yeah, yeah it did. <laughs> it kind of breaks so. the illusion a little bit when you're just dangling there. Mm-hmm. Kind of get the, definitely pe- you know peel back the veil a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they're still good fun. Yeah. I just remember the uh, uh, running around the, the I guess the Hogwarts Park and like Hogsmeade. There was always that cart the butterbeer cart mm. and i was just like constantly going like i had like five six seven yes. like butterbeers like i was pounding those things. oh yeah it was so good <laughs> so good. so expensive they're like ten dollars or something for like a mug of like butterbeer or whatever but it's like i don't care <laughs> i'm on vacation i'm gonna oh, slam that it's so freaking expensive <laughs> yeah everything yeah <laughs> and then like didn't they do the uh like the train ride, like you ride the train between the two parks or whatever, mm-hmm. and like the, even yeah. though it's like sort Which of like is... interactive, because like the mm-hmm. glass or whatever is like a, like a screen or something. They're supposed to have like yes. Dementor's attack or some other shit. I don't know. Yeah, you can kind of like mm-hmm. see like the countryside and stuff as you're going through the, the yeah. train and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to do that. Did you? I guess you guys, you guys probably did all the roller coasters and stuff, or all those like. No, I didn't do them. I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> I didn't either. I'm not a big roller coaster person, so. Yeah. Yeah, me either. I would, I would like to be, but I just, I can't. And it's just not worth ruining my day. So. No. For real. But the 3D ones, though, like, those are amazing. And getting to go through, like, the bank and, and the castle, like, while you waited, though, like, yeah. even those little experiences, those are still so cool, so. Yeah, I think they it's did fine. a really good job with uh, going through the bank because they actually had, like, the goblins, like, interact with the people and, like, they're moving around, they look like they're working, they're calling out people in the crowd <laughs> or whatever. Like, I think that was, like, a good touch, you know? Definitely. Add some, add some surprise and some whimsy while you're standing there forever. <laughs> chugging right. Beer, <laughs> on your ride. Heck yeah. Yeah. I still have that little cup. I don't have any of my, I don't even have my Me wand too. anymore. Oh, that's crazy. Did you, did everyone get a wand? I money on a wand. You didn't? No. I have, um, I have, I have the elder wand and I have Snape's wand. Yeah, I had the, I had, had the elder wand. It's like, if I'm going to spend like $100 on a wand, I might as well get the best one. It's only 50, <laughs> drama queen. <laughs> Maybe the elder one was 100. <laughs> nope, it was 50. Like everything else. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just got the butterbeer mug just to enjoy that and bought, you know, the chocolate frogs and stuff. But that stuff was still, oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, bought a bunch of the little candies because I, I liked the jars and stuff. Yeah, same. Mm. Um, nothing special about like those those little candies, but I like to have the jars. Yeah, even the chocolate uh, frogs weren't even that good. It's just, like, I mean, it's just no. a bunch of chocolate. It's just, yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. it's like not even good. But chocolate. It wasn't good chocolate. Yeah, it's like that. It's like Easter Bunny chocolate. It's just kind of cheap, right? Cheap chocolate. Oh no, no, no! We said you haven't had the good Easter Bunnies yet. <laughs> uh, no, we're past this. We moved on. <laughs> oh, did we? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I never like, bought. Did you guys like buy the robes or anything? No. I mean, do I want to? Yeah. <laughs> Will I ever? Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Out of all the stuff that I would have spent money there that I would probably still use to this day, like buying like a scarf or like one of the sweaters, probably would have been a smarter choice than buying <laughs> a wand and a bunch of other like tchotchke shit that I don't even have anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Like, I probably could have used a nice scarf or, like, a Slytherin sweater or something. So. It's kind of, it's kind of my bad. Yep. <laughs> Until no, next time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, definitely when, uh, uh, when Atlas is old enough. If he's interested, we'll go. I never understood why people take kids, like, like infants and, and, like, two-year-olds to, like, theme parks. It's like, you're not gonna, they're not gonna remember oh. any of that shit. Yeah, absolutely. I think not. it's because the adults want to go. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Let's like, <be> real. <laughs> like when Atlas is like old enough to actually care about a theme park or like even care about the actual theme of the theme park, then we can discuss going back to Universal. Right. But like those those prices keep going up and up and up too. It's insane how expensive oh my that gosh. stuff is. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like way didn't when we went it was like wasn't it like eighty or ninety bucks a person. For both um, parks that sounds or about like, right for like both yeah parks. now it's like 80 or 90 bucks like for one park <laughs> it's like jesus yeah 
Because you have to spend extra to make sure you get like the to go to the two parks in one day, so you could take the train because you have yeah, to have the ticket yeah. for both parts. Yeah, because they conveniently split yeah. it up where you have to get both parks mm-hmm. to do both Harry Potter. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, some bullshit. Yep. <laughs> but whatever, it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to go back, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to go to Disney. I've never even been to Disney, like either one, land or world. Oh, that's a, we'll convince you. That'll be a whole special podcast episode. Well, we'll go into that. I've been there so many times. (laughs) We'll save that number for that episode. I've only been there twice, but you know. Yeah, I've never been. We were not, we were not, we were not a theme park family because I don't ride rides and our family didn't take like vacation. We didn't take family vacations. So Mm -hmm. the, like the closest thing to like a theme park was like when I was older and like as like high school and we would like drive to St. Louis to go to Six Flags. Like that was that was pretty much it. Or when we were kids uh, and I would stay at my grandparents in Springfield, we would go down to Branson and we would go to uh, Silver Dollar City. But like they had like uh, more like craft things to do. It wasn't just like roller coasters. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not like stuff. a themed thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely did. They also had like a full on like like water park too, and I liked water rides, even though I hate water. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like I don't know how to swim, <laughs> but I love water rides. <laughs> so oh, it's hey. whatever. It's whatever. I figure I can't drown in that most of that water. It's not deep enough. So <laughs> that's true. But yeah, I can't think of any other uh, Harry Potter themed stuff you know no i think we've done a pretty good job of going through most of it yeah yeah quite a Mm bit um there's there's harry potter monopoly (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) crazy game changer yeah right game changer well but um as we know though this is just the beginning of our little harry potter iceberg that we have going on this month um so anything that you two want to add before we before we end here no nope. just for uh if you're if you're remotely interested in harry potter as either books or films you know just stay tuned for all of november because every episode is going to be something <laughs> something for you <laughs> yeah we've got we've got some pretty cool episodes coming up here that we're, we're pretty pumped about so yeah. Yeah, not all the episodes are just going to be us waxing poetic about Harry Potter. So, yeah, we have so we've had too. things that we've got to do homework on. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, we get creative up in here. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if there's something Harry Potter that you want to hear about, um, please by all means let us know on any of our social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, email uh, email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to stay in contact and be social with you all online. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, if you're there, go ahead and leave us a review as well. Um, five stars or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, let us know. <laughs> let us know uh, how we're doing, what we can do to help, help you all out a little bit better. Keep things rolling. Um, but other than that... Uh, We hope that you look forward to the rest of our month here with Harry Potter, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. See ya. Bye.